Papu Steve Stephen always taught his children and his grandchildren the power of compounding. And he didn't just say, do what I say, not what I do. He walked the talk. And he was good at it. And indeed, his investments compounded and grew. Compounding is the principle of setting aside your money so that it will grow, that it will get interest, that you can invest it and reinvest it. And in that way, you will have something for the future. You just don't spend every penny you have. That kind of person we call a consumer. Someone who consumes everything and sometimes more than everything. And they go into horrible debt and it begins to choke them and to kill them because it's too much. Now, we are all consumers. We have to consume to stay alive. But the principle is to have discipline. And this is a very spiritual principle as well. That we are called not to be consumers in the spiritual life, but to be investors. That is, to be investing in the life of the kingdom of God. Now, consumers are considered selfish and they only want pleasure and they're taking everything and consuming it. How does that happen to us in the spiritual life? It happens to us when we get so bogged down by sin and by guilt and by worry and it kills our spirit. It ties us up. It deadens us. But God didn't come so that we would live that way. He came so that we could be free. As Father Calivas puts it, planted in Christ, we become again sons and daughters of God the Father. And in the power of the Holy Spirit, we begin our divine ascent. We begin the ceaseless process by which the image of God is realized in us. We move gradually, but certainly from weakness to strength, from sin to holiness, from death to life, from dishonor to honor, from glory to glory. And that is what God has called us to, to grow from glory to glory. He's not just asking us to do good in the world, although we should do good in the world. He's asking us to do good in the world beyond. That we transcend, as we sang in the hymn, that, that transcendent reality that God became man so that man could become God. So it's not just about trying to do good things on our own. We're not all that good at doing good things. I mean, even the rain can turn into grapes and the grapes can turn into wine. Well, we drink the wine and it turns into water again. How good is that? It says 
Father Anthony Cuneris writes, of all religions, none offers man more respect and dignity than Christianity. And of all of Christian traditions, none provides man with such a glorious goal as orthodoxy, theosis, becoming partakers of divine nature. The seeds of greatness were planted within us at baptism. They need to be nurtured on a daily basis through prayer and the sacraments to help us become what we are, i.e., children of God, heirs of his kingdom. Now, yesterday we made a visit to my studio to show all my relatives our iconography projects that we're working on. And there were lots of stories illustrating what the kingdom of heaven is like. There was the great banquet where people had too much to do and were too busy to come. There was the rich man and Lazarus. Lazarus was in the bosom of, right, of Abraham, with the, surrounded by the souls of the righteous, and, Lazarus, and the rich man was isolated. He was by himself. He had his stuff, but he had no people. And then there was the good Samaritan, who cared for the man beaten in the road that the Levite and the high priest passed by. And of course, the sower. Jesus sowing the seed, hoping that it will land on fertile ground and bear fruit. And then the prodigal son representing repentance, that when we repent, God receives us back. And the last one, the wise and the foolish virgins. The foolish virgins didn't prepare very well and had no oil. So they had to run off when the bridegroom came to try and get oil, which of course is virtue. They hadn't thought ahead. They hadn't invested. They'd only consumed. Now all these stories point to the same thing. They tell us that we need to be investing in the kingdom of God. And how do we do that? Well, Christ tells us at the last judgment, he says, when you saw me naked, did you clothe me? When you saw me hungry, did you feed me? He didn't ask, did you go to church every Sunday, or were you a Methodist, or were you a Baptist? He asked, how'd you live your life? And that's critical. St. John Chrysostom says that it is the poor that will save us, because in the poor is Christ himself. And by clothing Christ now, Christ will clothe us later with a garment of eternal life and salvation. By feeding Christ now, when we're in heaven, Christ will feed us and welcome us at his table. By welcoming the stranger, he will welcome us in. By visiting him in prison, he will set us free from the prison of selfishness and self-centeredness. So Papu had a good lesson for all of us. We need to practice the virtue of compounding, that we need to grow from glory to glory to glory, that we need to grow more and more into the image and likeness of God. Will there be setbacks? We'll stumble, we'll fall, 
But God welcomes them, welcomes them, welcomes us back <coughs> through the sacrament of confession. It is by virtue of our baptism and chrismation that we are given the Holy Spirit. That we're not just connected to this world anymore, but we're given the power to do the things that God wants us to do in this world. And that's what Presbyteta was talking about in her sermonette about Christmas. A simple gift of humility coming as a vulnerable child and changing people's hearts so people would follow him and grow into his image and likeness. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.